welcome to the Learn Perform Mixtape. I'm your host for this podcast, Laura Pasquini. I created this podcast to prepare me and maybe you for the Certified Professional Learning and Performance Exam, the CPLP. These series of podcasts will be my open study notes. Welcome to the learning. In this episode, 7.8, we're going to get ethical and legal. We're going to talk about ethical standards and legal issues when it comes to talent management. Ethics and legalities are really important, so there are strict ethical standards and legal issues that talent development professionals should consider when working with employees and organizations. What are the legal issues in, and what are their implications for training, learning, and performance at work? This is part of the Integrated Talent Management Section 7, Area of Expertise 7, and it's not legal advice. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm just going to go over some of the basic standards that this gets into. The main learning and only learning objective for this area of 7.8 is identify and explain the implications of hiring or promotion decisions when using psychological and personality tests. So this is fascinating to me. I'm uh, currently applying for jobs and as I do, I'm learning so much about the system. This section I will preface is uh, US centric. So although um, ATD, the Association for Talent Development does focus on global competencies, the focus in this area is mainly in the United States. So sadly, we're not going to get into other countries and their ethics, but I will say things vary based on country, locality, region, national regulations, laws, and even state by state when we're in the US or each, for me, back in Canada, each province had different hiring protocols you had to think about. So let's get into this uh, hot and heavy on legal issues and ethics. So understanding any legal ramifications and aspects of talent management cycle really ensures compliance with what goes on, the regulations and laws where you are. In the U.S., the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC, is the governing body that dispenses regulations to govern the hiring, promotion, and discharge of employees, as well as training guidance. That being said, there are states like the one I live in, it's called at will, that you could be fired at any time. So it's not like a continued contract, like a union. So each um, very region has its own ways. But the EEOC does apply these guidelines to test and um, look at selection processes for hiring, promoting, or demoting employees, and also decisions for training, transfer, or any other impacts for employees. It falls under the U.S. Department of Labor. And I put a link to um, this Equal Employment Opportunity page and the laws that kind of govern um, this compliant pro- compliance programs focused on areas of civil rights. So back in 7.7 episode, I talked a little bit about that, uh, touch on it. Um, but this is really thinking about um, the Civil Rights Center and the Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs. So overseeing employees holding federal contracts and also employers themselves, the activities and the federal financial regulations for some of these regards to civil rights. So you can read up on that if you need some uh, nighttime reading to put you to sleep, or you're really interested and fascinated by these laws. I put another link to an article in here from The Balanced Careers. It's called, What is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission? So really, it goes through um, everything from Equal Pay to Civil Rights Act of 1964 to um, age discrimination and other things like um, Title I, Title V uh, for the ADA, the American with Disabilities Act, and things that should be considered for protected groups or minor- minority groups. So enforcement protections for LGBT workers, as well as um, any sort of sexual discrimination claims and oversight. So it's a broad stretch what the EOC does. And I put that in there just to give a quick overview. So key for talent development folks and professionals are hiring practices and testing. So 
you've ever applied for a job, it often requires a number of things and items to do within the application. So each application has multiple sections and typically most jobs you apply for now are online. You're gonna submit something through that talent management software system, you know, the one I mentioned back in 7.6. And that's really how uh, most companies now and organizations really onboard and bring people in. So your application process is the start of you working there. And in the United States, there's a number of layers of things that you have to go through to get your job application even submitted. So you go into a portal, like whatever one they think is the best for them, their talent management software solution. You log in, you upload a copy of your resume, CV, a cover letter, or they might even have you attach things like an Indeed.com or LinkedIn profile to kind of populate things like your demographic information, where you live, and your and obviously that work experience. They always will ask you some questions like eligibility of work. Can you work in this country? Yes, no. Do you require any um, sponsorship of visa? Are you above the age 18? They might ask for accessibility needs or accommodations. Um, and that's also for the hiring process. So they have to ask that. They may also ask you things like non-compete disclosures or if you have other agreements or you've been party to or worked in this organization before or maybe a partnering organization that audits this org. So some things like that, like banks often will ask if you're part of bigger um, associations that might do some auditing like Deloitte or Ernest Young or PwC. So if you, you have some competition or um, some conflicts of interest, they want to know that up front. So then in the United States gets to the EEOC's roles where they ask candidates questions about things like their gender, sexual orientation, military service, disability, and ethnic or racial backgrounds. These are optional to complete. And so a lot of these um, different kind of drop-down menus will give you an option to select whatever you are or say, I do not wish to disclose. And that's up to you. But it does require some uh, people to go through the process of, am I going to report? Um, so this is really important to think about. It's something that I've had to do more since I've lived in the U.S. and applied for jobs here. Um, and something that's really unique to um, how they hire based on these laws and regulations. Second, the part of any testing and hiring, promotion or retention has to be an established practice. So if an employer's selection of personnel or an applicant group for a job is specific to a gender or race, that really violates the 80% rule where the group in question must have a success rate of 80% of the most successful group. So all components of the employer's practices must be investigated to determine if there's adverse impact on the affected group. So a minor minority group has previously been um, someone of a different class outside of white or Caucasian and also gender, someone who's not male. So that is to say, these tests must confirm the employer's test criteria are related directly to job performance and is not a protected group. So we don't want anyone to be isolated or not selected as a shortlisted candidate or candidate for a phone screening interview or on-site interview based on their application criteria and things asked. So these are guided by the EEOC regulations to ensure there's not discrimination in hiring. And practical examples of this are really important for you to look at uh, talent development programs, such as required training prior to job entry, that everyone has to do it, uh, selecting employees to attend internal external programs, that it's fair and equitable, using tests and training as measures of job performance and retention, and making job assignments based on performance in the training program. So you really want to make sure that you're following those compliance and those standards. It's up to the organization, the employer, to bear the burden of proof to demonstrate specific requirements are based on a job, job performance and the requirements of that job. 
U.S. federal court will evaluate any job requirements for uh, job relatedness through the human resource management and and development cycle. So many industries require employees to hold appropriate licenses and certifications and training managers or talent development professionals are responsible for offering these courses and making sure certifications, licensing, and things that required for the skill set are up to date and maintained in a database that tracks all employees. So the status and that they're compliant and with ongoing training and renewing these licensing. More of this is covered in Area of Expertise 6, Managing Learning Program, Section 6.8, but that's what um, this section kind of touched on in a brief but short uh, overview. I hope the next version of the ATD competencies as well as this section is updated to offer a little bit more resources for other countries because as we work in that global economy and our organizations are multinational, it'll be important to know what the difference is in hiring practices, testing practices um, look the same, especially as we're collecting data. I'd love to know how GDPR from the UK, from Europe and overseas impacts any of this, as well as what are just the differences when you're looking at candidates in an organization, although it's based in the US, but you're hiring them in Canada, or you're hiring them in Australia, or you're hiring them in Japan. I'd love to know how that varies and how that changes for the application process. If you want to share anything that you're doing in terms of hiring, testing, promotion, and more in an ethical and legal way, please let me know. Thanks for listening to the Learn Perform Mixtape. If you're liking this podcast, subscribe, tell a friend, give me a like, and give me a review. If you're studying for the CPLP or you have already, let me know. I'd love to chat and I'd love to get your advice. Comments, questions, thoughts, and love are always welcome. And I have my details in every episode notes. So please reach out. Let's connect.